Hi, and welcome to The Watcher's Diaries. Once again, the editing process has been taken over by me, Mr. Frog. I'd like to plug myself this time at, uh, check me out at all the social medias at Crazy Mad Elf. Well, let's just jump into the show, and uh, so here is your regularly scheduled program. And welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season four, episode nine, Something Blue. One of the best episodes. And we have a full studio this week. Oh, we have so many people here today. Uh, Yay, we're- me! It's me! I'm here! <laughs> again! <laughs> yes! We once again have Mr. Froggy, and we once again have Caroline, who we're so Whoa. excited to have back. Yay! So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to edit for Mary this time again. So expect a, uh, uh, well, something before this that you would have already listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna plug myself this time, Mary. I love it. Yeah, I've been on here several times, and I forgot I have not plugged my crazy mad elf yet. So yes, so do it. Hashtag that <laughs> crazy mad elf on all the socials. That's oh, how you do it. I thought there was like another person. No, <laughs> no. my friend, Crazy Man Elf. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there is there is a story there. Yeah, there is somebody who was the Crazy Man Elf. Well, he became him in an art project, but yeah, okay. Oh, beep. Where I got the name? All right. All right, so I only have one announcement this week. Um, it's kind of, I guess, a combined announcement. Um, so we should have one more new episode for you, which is next week's Hush. We'll see how much editing gets done between now and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, as we kind of half mentioned last week, I'm headed out to the West Coast for two weeks. So we're going to throw up some more back-in-the-day reslays, probably the Valentine's Day episode, because topical. Yep. Yeah. And uh, remember that uh, when we do come back from that short hiatus, we'll be doing the first two parts of the Lost Slayer Quartet. So I will, of course, link where we can get the book in the show notes. Yep. Hush is a really good one for for us to end on. Yeah, it is. For our little hiatus. I just wanted to show you because I I'd, I'd heard in earlier podcast that you're doing the Lost Slayer. Yes. Oh, <gasps> there it wow. is. The individual ones. Yes, I got. Yeah, yep. is that that Mary? That the? Yep, I have the one that Mary has. So. Bunch of book readers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of book reader that I got this from Etsy. I know this is an audio medium. Apologies, listeners. <laughs> I have a book buddy or book. Oh, that is awesome. Etsy. Yes, so it's a nice padded sleeve in there where you can keep your paperback books in your purse. Without oh, them getting awesome. horrifically creased and bent and everything from Book Besties UK. <laughs> I am so oh, mad. Oh, they, a vampire one. They oh. they're no longer on Etsy. What? Bookington is no yeah. like the one. Yeah, because I went on to look because I wanted to get something from them and 
Mary yeah, got them just in time. Oh, yeah, nice. it was. it's my computer cases. So, like, my computer case and my little accessory case are both the vampire book from Buffy. Yes, I love them. Okay, now that we've had show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> on, an, on an audio medium. <laughs> on an audio medium. We can talk about this episode because there is a lot to talk about. What? So Something Blue, it aired November 30th, 1999. And our synopsis is Willow, still heartbroken after Oz's departure, cast a spell to make her wishes come true. But she can't control it, so whatever she casually says becomes reality, causing Giles to go blind when she tells him he can't see anything. She also turns Xander into a demon magnet. (laughs) So do we have any good international titles? We do. We have some great ones. In Finnish, Escapade. French. French is Buffy's Wedding. (laughs) (laughs) German, My Will Be Done. I like that one. Hungarian, something (laughs) blue-ish. Okay. (laughs) Japanese, a little blue. Polish. A touch of blue. Portuguese, a slight sadness. <laughs> Romanian, wedding. And Spanish from both Latin America and Spain is something sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's funny we, episode we, to call it something sad. You think you're in for just like a cry fest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also with they had something blue, and Hulu proceeds to show the icon of the one demon who is blue ah. in this series. And I'm sitting there going, it's just named because of him. He's only in it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not worth remembering which demons attack in this because it's not about them. Mm-hmm. Slap any kind of jumble of letters on them, and you're like, okay, I'll never see them again. Yeah, yeah. But one of them did look a little like the same kind of demon that is Clem. Because he had the ears. A prototype, probably. Probably. We probably brought, we were like, well, we made this. Let's bring it back in another season and make it a, a kind of semi-regular character. <laughs> we have we have the prosthetics. We have the props. Let's Let's reuse it. So again, we get a previously on basically just to remind us that Spike knows about the initiative and that Oz left. Oh, thanks for reminding us. Right, like we could forget that. Mm-hmm. I wanted not- to see Spike get zapped again. <laughs> because that does not get old. There we go. Okay, I got to write this. <laughs> he had to bring that up just so that he could. <laughs> I should have messed course- it up again on purpose, actually. But, course- you know. Spike. then we're in Oz's room in the dingo's off campus house Willow stands in the dark looking at all the stuff Oz left behind sitting on his bed she picks up one of his tees and holds it close looking like she is still completely devastated we then go to Buffy who's cutting through a student center when she sees Riley doing what any good all-American boy would do <laughs> and helping the members of the UC Sunnydale Lesbian Alliance hang a banner. He does have pretty lesbian 90s hair in this. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, 
90s 90s pretty boys and 90s lesbians had this haircut. Yeah, that's where you get the meme of the two fists shaking and mm-hmm. it's rocky thing, right? Yes, yes. Or predator, predator, that's it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have to say um I appreciate the foreshadowing um for Willow, but mm-hmm. also the fact that yeah, Riley is going to step up and and help out this lesbian alliance when they need a well, a man of over six feet to put this up. He's yeah. not going to be, um, I don't know anything about Iowa, but the, yeah. the stereotype of. It's, yeah, it, it's one no. of those, it's one of those states where it's hit or miss where. Yes. People, but yeah, no, and like for, for all that Riley, you know, is what he is late, you know, what <laughs> how things are going to work out with him. On the surface, he is a pretty cool guy. He's just like a chill dude who's like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out with this. And he gets tongue-tied trying to talk to a cute girl and he has to practice everything in his head. Mm-hmm. And we also see later he goes to church, but it's probably not one of those bad churches uh, mm-hmm. that would make him go, no, I'm not going to help you promote your yeah. sexual agenda. Well, yeah. pe- people from like the Midwest and even out in the sticks a lot of times... It's either A, you're a nice person, uh, but you're just wearing a disguise because you're a racist, or you're a nice person because everyone's nice around you and you don't know they were all racist because they were hiding the fact they were racist yeah. your whole life. So you just you just thought everyone was nice and we're going to be nice. Yes. No, that's that's very true. Source, me. I grew up. <laughs> First hand yeah. account. Yeah, yeah. And well, the, like the funny, the funny thing is, it's like, it's be, being from the country is so weird because it's either again like really super racist or really super just like fuck everybody. Like a lot of people don't realize that in rural areas they really were like they really were fuck the police, fuck, you know, <clears throat> fuck the government because a lot of stuff they just were doing their own thing. They were just trying to be like, you don't, don't tell us what to do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget that the NASCAR racing came out of moonshine running. <laughs> wow. These, these people built like souped up their cars to run from the police. So you're telling me we have the Duke boys to thank for NASCAR. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I do know that kind of the premise of that show is that they're always on the run from the police and they would not be like back to blue. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're Southern boy, you know, they're Southern boys, but yeah, they're, they're literally every, they're, they are menaces that are running from the police. Hmm. Like nothing can get pinned on them. <laughs> oh. Historically accurate. <laughs> yeah. But as, as where I'm from, the, the burbs of Philly where everyone's just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> we're we're all we're all cool that we are all assholes and that's fine if you're here and you can't deal with our assholeness <laughs> go away being from philly is a weird thing <laughs> <clears throat> anyway <laughs> approaching we gave, by- we gave caroline a little history lesson of the states <laughs> oh it's much appreciated especially because i only started watching it's always sunny in philadelphia last year <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. Just if that show, super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we know people like every single one of those people. 
That's why that's why Kevin and I really can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Because we know those people too well. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my mother can't watch Trailer Park Boys set in Nova Scotia. Where uh-huh. She, she I can see that. I grew up with too many guys like that. We yeah. don't have the problem of not being able to watch it. But like when Mia and I were watching Veep, mm-hmm. we were like, we know every like exactly. the, the aides who think they're super important like jonah we're like we have been in a bar with eight jonas before <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, yeah, like, yeah. <sighs> okay approaching buffy asks riley if there's something he'd like to tell her huh she motions to the banner oh yes he's a lesbian <laughs> well hey, i good. love that i love how ca- just how casual he is about that like he's not Going off and like a lot of guys would like be, oh, no, 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 like try to cover and like overcompensate it for it. He's just like, okay, yes. They begin walking together and Riley says, remember how they talked about having a picnic? Well, he knows the perfect place. They were talking about having a picnic. (laughs) Buffy is very, very confused. Riley then realizes this might not have actually been a conversation he had (laughs) out loud, but just one that he practiced. I too have this problem, Riley. Mm-hmm. I don't practice conversations, but I apparently have full on half of conversations in my head before I bring other people into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. our friend G is always like, Mary, I, I'm going to need you to Tarantino that back for me. <laughs> we need we need to go back to the beginning. What are we talking about? My my thing is context. i forget context sometimes (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah like kevin kevin will full on like he like he like he picks up the like in the middle of a conversation and again like i'm like we we need to go back a few steps i can see where your brain was going i know we have been together my brain doesn't go anywhere it just starts there i'm not mary where i had a half a conversation (laughs) i just start in the middle of one (laughs) Kevin's brain had the conversation without him. Yes, yes. <laughs> or it's like that email that I thought I'd press send on yes. months ago, and it's like, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still my drift. Sorry. Yeah. He practices his conversations. Riley knows that sounds dorky, but he can't help it. He gets tongue tied around her, and he never knows how she's going to react. She's like this great mystery. And yes, he knows every beautiful girl has some guy telling her she's a mystery, but he means it. Buffy stares at him and he asks where he lost her. Right around beautiful. (laughs) So does she like picnics? That night, Buffy talks with Willow as they patrol a nearby cemetery. It's also different, you know? I mean, a picnic in daylight. (laughs) Kind of a new venue for her. (laughs) And then on top of it, Riley said he would make and bring all the food. So all she has to do is show up and eat two things that she is very good at. (laughs) So he's nice. He is. He's really nice. And those arms. Did Willow see his arms? Those are good arms to have. I will concur. I think Riley's arms are his best feature. (laughs) (laughs) I have definitely used that line before, not like on a man, just in general of like, oh, those are good arms to have on Chris Hemsworth or something. (laughs) Yeah. So things are going well then. Yeah, but Buffy doesn't know. (laughs) Riley's nice. Great. 
He cares about her. She can't help feeling like something is missing. He's not making her miserable. I could talk about that line all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could we could do a whole like separate episode on like the deconstruction of Buffy's love life. Yeah, what Buffy is attracted to and how this might have happened. And Buffy, it's okay if someone's nice to you most of the time. You don't need to be nagged in order for it to be, I don't know, real love. <laughs> yeah, and and again, like it's also a testament just how like especially because Buffy is just finally getting over the hurt from fucking Parker. <laughs> fucking Parker. Like, I, I think I also think Buffy has a mix up of what a love is and what a kink is. So <laughs> <laughs> you will only Damn you, Dave years. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, this poor, like, and Buffy has so much going on. Like, you know, if the Watchers were a better organization, they would have a therapist on hand. <laughs> no, they don't want you to talk about your feelings. They yeah. were that one years ago. They're expecting you to be dead before you're 20 anyway. Yeah, yeah the Watchers themselves need therapists. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wesley, as well as Giles. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Wesley. I can't mm-hmm. wait till we get we get to Angel and we get more Wesley. Yes, well, Holly watched that one later uh, episode for for the other podcast that she was on, and I'm like, was that Wesley? <laughs> I was like, that's the same guy. What happened to him? Oh, yeah, because what happened to him? Yeah, because I um, <laughs> I know you spoil everything, but I'll get there eventually. Yeah, I guess have to get in that today, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess hosted on a podcast, and we talked about um one of the episodes with Illyria. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so so I was watching it and and because by and it's the it's the last season, so by that point Wesley is such a broken man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Ke- even yeah, Kevin was just like, "Who is that?" Like, yeah, that's that's Wesley. You missed so much of his character yeah. arc. <laughs> it's uh, like Breaking sorry. Bad, Breaking Bad levels of change yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I had not heard yet what the name of the podcast is. Uh, time to rewind. There we go. They do. It hasn't. It hasn't come out yet. I don't think it's going to be out until about February. But what they do is he talks about episodes that have time loops in it. Hmm. So then, like each he, Star Trek, I assume. Yeah. So they um, like what he does is he breaks down like so he he might have like four episodes of the podcast for one episode. Hmm. So he like talks about the time loops in chunks. So you'll have like the first time loop will be an ep- will be an episode and then when it goes into the next round it'll be another episode. So hey. the next full season that he's doing he's actually going to be talking about Memento. Mhm. So that's going to be uh that'll be a wild ride. <laughs> exactly. Um but yeah, the 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 making her miserable. I I know there's further lines about that, but it does uh, foreshadow in season five when Dawn says more or less the same thing to Riley mm-hmm. and he's hurt by it. And I understand his feelings because he he knows Buffy's romantic history of pain. And um, and I'm thinking now also of uh, Cordelia and Wesley with their mm-hmm. like, oh, but we could never be together. And oh, it hurt so much I forgot to brood. Yeah. <laughs> For 
And again, like for, and I know we talk about it a lot, but a lot of things that people deal with on this show is a very, a lot of real world issues. Mm-hmm. Like this conversation with Buffy and Willow is a very realistic conversation. You're just take, you're just putting it in a supernatural setting where, you know, half of Buffy's boyfriends are either supernatural or involved in the supernatural or just plain jerks and and willow will make bad witch decisions again Uh, yet again we'll talk about that later oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we will we will talk about that at length but yeah for for 18 year old buffy she's still kind of expecting that he really likes you if he disappears suddenly and can't talk about his feelings Mm -hmm. buffy feels like riley is really solid like he won't break her heart Well, if that's the case, get out. Get out now. (laughs) Buffy doesn't know what to do with a relationship like this. She wants to move away from bad boy thing, but after seeing Angel in LA, which she believes to be only for like five minutes because of the powers that be, she can't help but wonder, can a stable, healthy relationship do it for her? Isn't the fighting and the passion what makes it good? As a vampire appears and she stakes him, she wonders where she ever got that idea from. I love how casual this is. No fight, nothing, just poop. Credits. Still awesome. Uh, Willow has a poncho on. Um, and there, there, yes, for, for all the kids out there, there was like a poncho phase that was <laughs> Giles's sombrero in the Halloween episode. Uh, but Willow, I know that Buffy wears like a halter top on patrolling sometimes, but you're not Buffy. And this is a very restrictive poncho. And yeah. if I had tossed you a stake to like back her up or just keep yourself safe, you couldn't raise your arm enough to actually do anything. We we are not thinking enough about our hunting gear. Nope. We need to think much more. With, with Willow's comment of get out though, it, it's it's... You know, it's meant to be sarcasm, but you almost have a feeling that she was like, get out because you don't want to get in a good relationship and get your heart broken. Oh, so, <laughs> that's oh, how yeah. I. Yeah, that's yeah. A From the credits, we go to Giles's place where Spike is in the bathroom. <laughs> After Angel clearly hiding in there last week, it seems to be the undead hangout of choice. That's definitely a bigger bathroom, or at least we didn't see certain angles of it before. And I think that um, in season two, in the dark age, they maybe hadn't built the bathroom because Giles yeah. had that little wash basin, like yeah, yeah, century in his like little hallway that led to nothing, <laughs> where he had to wash his face and say, "So you're back." Here, <laughs> and it's like, does he have a a, a toilet? I <laughs> I think that was just for letting Giles be dramatic. Yes. Like he's also he's also British, so apparently, you know, the British have these wash basins just sitting in their hallways. It's it was had to bring them from our manor houses. (laughs) (laughs) It's a family heirloom. (laughs) Probably also haunted. Yeah. (laughs) The haunted wash basin. The wash basin goes. Somebody somebody was drowned in there. That, okay. That's how it's haunted. Holly, I'm gonna need you to tell me the entire backstory of the wash basin ghost <laughs> okay. one day. I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Thank you. 
Sitting on the edge of the tub, Buffy tries to get Spike to elaborate. He didn't see any of the army guy's faces. What does she want him to say? They were human. Two eyes each. Kind of in the (laughs) middle. And the lab? Underground. He came out through a vent. He's not really sure where. He told her what he knows. Now put the telly on. (laughs) Because apparently, Giles moved a television (laughs) into his bathroom. He'd hope it would tip into the tub. Well, it's (laughs) water. Never mind. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe that was it. Maybe they were like sneaks. I was like, he's basically your hostage. Mm -hmm. And you've like (laughs) moved the television into the bathroom for well, him. Like, yeah, well, he, he's captured there and you have to sedate the child as yeah. they put him in front of the TV. We yeah. have a child. We know all about to play with. TV and Yeah, like he, otherwise, otherwise he's going to be sitting there just annoying the heck out of them for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I have a lot of questions about the spike in the bathroom situation that we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, well, yeah. We've learned from well Guantanamo Bay and other enhanced interrogation situations. It turns out that the best way to get information from people is to be nice to them and butter them up. So, like uh, Ian Fleming of future James Bond, mm-hmm. the way that he started out becoming a spy working for British intelligence is that like that you'd think, well, I've got to like beat this person into talking, and he'd be like, no, I'm going to bring them out to a fine restaurant give them cigars, a great meal that they weren't getting back at home in Germany, and be like, so, those plans, old boy, are you going to tell me anything? Like, well, this could be an even better situation for me back at home. And that's how we got information. Well done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a... Ian Fleming, real piece of shit when it came to women. Well, yes. nice to Germans? That's a whole other kettle of fish. Yes. Giles brings in some blood and his kiss the librarian mug. <laughs> and Spike says, finally, it better be warm enough this time. More than a little disgusted, Buffy takes the mug and holds it close enough that Spike can drink through the straw. He doesn't get it. Why is she suddenly so squeamish? Didn't she ever do this for Angel? She must have. That's it. Buffy's done. Kitchen's closed until he gives them something useful. He's trying, but it was very traumatic. <laughs> Besides, once he tells them, then what? How long do they plan on letting him live? He's got a point. Well, Giles says they have no intention at this moment of killing him, but they have to know what was done to him. They have to know if he's truly impotent. <laughs> Spike does not like that word, but he likes Buffy's word even less. Because she so helpfully suggests flaccid. <laughs> That's like moist. Oh. <laughs> oh. Those two together would be really bad. Oh. <laughs> go, go away. Turn off your camera. You're not allowed to participate anymore. Because <laughs> I put moist and flaccid oh. together. <laughs> it could be worse. Moist, flaccid, and the opposite to mescent. Oh. oh, that's a bad word as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, now that we've lost everybody, yeah. <laughs> everyone has turned off the podcast. <laughs> Spike tells her she is one step away from, oh no, Giles, help. Spike <laughs> is going to scold her. 
Spike tries to get at her, but the chains stop him. Buffy says she doesn't think Spike wants to leave. She thinks they've made it too comfortable for him. Comfortable? He's chained in a bathtub. <laughs> drinking pig's blood from a novelty mug. This is not exactly high up in the Zagat's Guide. Uh, for all of you who don't know, the Zagat's Guide is literally just like a compendium of reviews of stuff, mostly mm-hmm. restaurants. And uh, the higher up your rating, the better you are. So apparently Giles' place does not get a high rating in the Vampire Zagat's Guide. Well, yeah, because first of all, you have to be invited in. (laughs) And then they won't let you bite. (laughs) So rude. Yeah. Uh, That that Kiss the Librarian mug that we saw back in the high school. Very glad that somebody saved it instead of it blown up. But, I mean... You, Jenny had to have bought that for him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be super weird if, like, one of the kids did. Um, <laughs> but, like, it feels strange to me that Giles is, like, I don't know, sullying that mug with feeding Spike. I mean, maybe <laughs> it's got, like, a good coating inside so it will be permanently stained <laughs> by the hot blood. Uh, but, yeah, I, he's not going to give him, like, a delicate china teacup. I get no. it. He wants something that, like, you can get a good grip on. It's just that. I don't know. I'm almost, I think, I don't know. Maybe Jenny wouldn't have a problem with it. Cause it's not like he's doing it for angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. It's also super weird for me that like, this is not the first episode where Spike has come back. Cause that was in pangs when he showed up and sought asylum there. But like the last time that Giles saw Spike was when he was being tortured at angel's mansion. And I don't, we never find out if Giles knows the secret deal that Buffy made with him that like, I will only let you and Drusilla go if you keep Giles alive. And Spike's like, done. But he's also responsible for the horrible mind rape that happened to him with Drusilla. And I think that Giles would have a lot of bad associations with like, oh shit, the last time I saw you was like one of the most traumatizing moments of my life. And now I've got to like keep you in my house and be at least somewhat humane to you. Yeah, and- yeah. This like we'll talk. We'll talk about like Giles in this episode is really at his sassiest. Yes, he such is, sass. He is not having a good time, and like you said, like he's he has to keep this because they need to find out. Yeah, what's going on? So they have to, and he's just you can see in especially in the beginning the levels of done that he is mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's got marvel level sass yeah <laughs> appropriate but uh, yeah. like it is similar to to angel showing up in amends that was the mm-hmm. first time he'd seen angel since mm-hmm. again the torture yeah. um and he's like i'm looking for help i need to be in your place right up next to you and you need to like go through your books and make my life better essentially and mm-hmm. obviously that was an emergency i'm not blaming angel for that but just no one's dealing with Giles' trauma, okay? Yeah. Especially not Giles. <laughs> so, so I have a few thoughts on that. Um, one, I think Buffy probably did tell him somewhere along the line. I hope so. Either um, when they were trying to figure out the whole, like, and he was trying to get Buffy to talk and do the whole, like, what happened, what happened, what happened. Or when Spike came back in Lover's Walk. Could and be. Buffy was probably like, what the fuck? I let them go to go live happily right now. He's bothering me again. I never wanted him back in my life. Why are you here now? Um, but also, like, I like again, how much does Giles remember of the pre-torture? Because, because Spike had this very 
this deal with Buffy, Spike was very clearly like, do not use a chainsaw on that man. (laughs) So he kind of also owes his limbs to Spike (laughs) in a weird, like, roundabout way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Giles probably has very complex feelings on Spike. Makes sense. AKA his future son-in-law. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Giles, this is, this is for, even out of everyone, this is one of my favorite sassy Giles Mm -hmm. episodes. Does he want something better? Turning so he can get a better glance at her neck, she starts talking about how exposed it is. <laughs> how bare, with all the blood just pumping away. Spike tells Giles to make her stop, and Giles just exits the room. <laughs> like, I, I, like he said, he's, he's just done. He's, he's, <laughs> these, these are children. Yeah, Spike in this episode is another one of the children that he never wanted. <laughs> Spike is like so much the child he never wanted. And I think it's like funny because I also think like that'll tie us back to Tabula Rasa mm-hmm. where he thinks Spike is his son because he is, has a Spike acting like a child in his house right now. <sighs> if at first those two don't kill each other, well, he just might help. <laughs> Out in the main room, Willow's been looking over some of Giles's books. What about a truth spell? She's not positive it would work on a vampire, but it's worth a try, right? Of course, a truth spell. Why didn't he think of that? Because he has had his hands full with the undead English patient? <laughs> I know we talked about the English patient in season three, and all I can remember about it is it was definitely on the do not recommend list. It is a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, the Seinfeld episode is one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. It's like, I hate it. Just die already. It <laughs> is. And I think, I think I ended up watching it because I did like Ray Fines because mm. he, he plays the English, pa- he plays the, the patient. Yes. But it's Who's just, I'm like, can, again, yes. Like, can he just. I, I'm I'm done with this movie. I can't I can't with this. It's so and I even I even I think I did talk about it in that episode. I did try to read the book, mm-hmm. and even the book was like I I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, I never thought I really had strong feelings on the English patient until I keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to forget it, and it comes back, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <sighs> Willow tells Giles that it looks pretty simple. She'll stop by the magic shop and then they can give it a go tomorrow. Packing up, she says she'll return in the morning with donuts and motherwort. As she leaves, we return to the bathroom and Buffy and Spike. Spike, who is just glowering at Buffy. As Giles joins them, he remarks on Willow's idea and says it seems she seems to be coping better. (laughs) What? Spike looks at them. Are they blind? She's (laughs) hanging on by a thread. Any mini can see that. Like, again, why did we not get more mm. of this friendship? Like, yeah. they talk to each other. He's clearly the only person who can see. Yeah. She's, I could have taken seven seasons of just, like, Spike and Willow being best. I, I need, like, a, I need a Spike and Willow buddy comedy. Mm. Um, I think that probably when Willow has to go in, like, give him his blood or something or Frankly, she's got to go to the bathroom. That's a transparent. Okay, I know we're going to talk about the bathroom things earlier, but that's a transparent shower curtain. If anyone else in that house has to pee, they're shit out of luck. Unless Giles has another secret bathroom. No, because at one point he's like, 
I, like I need my bathroom back. Yes. You could yeah, have a half bath. We're yeah. literally going to talk about that in two seconds because I have questions. Yeah, because like um, I and I think I think when when Willow has to go in there to go to the bathroom, Spike is very good about closing his eyes, putting a hand over his face. He's very considerate of her. Yeah, he doesn't sexualize her the way that he does other women. No. Um, but yeah, I think that when Willow is in the bathroom with Spike, which is a very weird sentence, she's not putting on a front. Like mm-hmm. she's got her face fall and just like the despair leaks out. She doesn't have to like keep up a good face for Buffy and Giles. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. It's like girls in the bathroom at a bar. Hmm. Spike is totally one of the girls. Spike <laughs> is one of the girls. She's pouring her heart out to him. He's talk. He's probably talking about going after him and killing him you know he's gonna rip his throat out Mm -hmm. in that supportive spike way because how else does he know how to be Mm -hmm. yeah well you always say like um like the demon takes over with the vampire but uh, there's still a part of the personality the original person there you know spike was just like this hopeless you know poet romantic Mm -hmm. versus angel who was just a shit lord (laughs) oh he was such a dick yeah liam was Uh, liam was was awful yeah so uh, there's still so much there's still like that redeeming qualities about spike even though he's you know soulless well yeah we've talked about that we talked about that so much about how he's such a hopeless romantic like yeah he's a jerk because he's he's a vampire but you know his whole thing for the longest time was being with drusilla mm-hmm. spike is right willow once again goes to oz's room only this time it's empty. Not a thing left. Which leads her to cry to Buffy once they're both back in their dorm room. Apparently, Oz contacted Devin, asked him to send the rest of his stuff, which means he's planning on settling somewhere, somewhere not there. Willow feels like she's being split in two. Buffy gets it. She does. She's been there. And she knows it feels that way now. Willow just... She's absolutely destroyed. Says Oz is gone. Morning comes and we're back at Giles. Giles is attempting to call Willow while Spike is very upset. The telly (laughs) is not on. It's time for passions. (laughs) Timmy is down a bloody well. (laughs) I love the fact that they chose passions. Of course. Of course they chose passions. For him to watch. Passions has been coming up a lot lately. I've been getting a lot of people on my For You page on TikTok who either are just discovering Passions or are like, you don't know unhinged soap operas until you've seen Passions. Yeah, I I just like, I literally just Googled Passions to see like, it fits like on Peacock or something. And that's how people are discovering it. But it doesn't look like it is. Hmm. I, Interesting, but yeah, Passions was unhinged. Yeah, this this was that so much happened on this show, like secret. I mean, even more secret children than normal, <laughs> normal soap operas. Oh my god! Perhaps the wildest soap opera since Dark Shadows takes place in the seldom harmonious harmony where the occult meets an array of conflicts between the wealthy Cranes and the salty Lopez Fitzgeralds. Throw in a centuries-old witch, an orangutan nurse, one never-seen patriarch, and a large, diverse cast, and you have a cult hit that's lived down its scandalous debut, 
which wrangled viewers, many of them upset about the show replacing a beloved Another World with a tacky Princess Die subplot. He tells Giles if he doesn't come in there and turn it on right now, he'll... He'll what? <laughs> Lick him to death? <laughs> he tells Willow he'd really like to try the spell, if for no other reason than he'd like to shower today <laughs> alone. <laughs> Oh the question is, did he shower with him? That is my question. I'm like, I'm like, sir, dad, I'm going to need you to clarify here. Um, because this is clearly not the day after Thanksgiving. No. Because right. Buffy tells him like the invalid routine is getting old. Mm-hmm. So Spike has been in Giles's house for a few days to a week. Like, let's consider it real time. It's been like a week. Um, yeah, is is Giles showering with Spike? I, I, I wonder if they just take he takes him out like he like ties a chain to the toilet and says sit on the toilet and then he gets in the shower. But then he has to Spike has to look at his old English man ass. <laughs> Excuse me. Hello. Well, I shouldn't say that because he's like my age right now. Yes. Uh, yes. Giles is Giles is our age, Kevin. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Yeah, Nicholas Brennan is now older than Anthony Head was when the show debuted. And, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get into Nicholas Brennan of it all, but just, no. uh, yeah. I, I know that when this show debuted, we all thought Jaws was a million years old, but yes. <laughs> he's in his mid-40s, for God's sake. That's that's what I said, like, when we when we first started, when we yeah. started recording. And my birthday's in a few days. Yeah, and I started, I like, <laughs> and I started going through it again and, you know, looking up how old people were when they did the show. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that Anthony was basically the same age I am now, like that made me age another 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> just like Donovan at the there, end of Last of Crusade, just like yeah. skeleton. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was about adults in the 1990s. It's they the just, seems so old so i can tell you what it is and like i think anthony was an exception because they didn't cast him particularly old Mm -hmm. but because we were casting 25 year olds to play Mm -hmm. 15 year olds Mm -hmm. we had to cast like 50 year olds to play like 35 year olds that's true yeah yeah so like and part of it uh smoking um yeah yeah (laughs) I I don't think he smokes at this point, but I think every British actor in their 20s did at the time. Um, And that aged people pretty quickly. Not that, okay, I I don't know why we're talking like he looks bad for his age. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He still looks amazing. Like, we've all seen Ted Lasso. Like, I never thought he looked like that. It's just when you're a teenager, though, too, like, thinking back to being a teenager, like, everybody... in who's our age now just seems so old. And I look at myself and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm as oh. old as I am. <laughs> no. Well, you didn't have the weight of the world in your shoulders from the time you're 10 years old. Okay. So like in terms of the logistics of Giles being able to use his own bathroom, <laughs> probably has to schedule it that he could only use it when someone else is there they chain Spike to something else and like hold a stake up next to him <laughs> for Giles to pee and shower. So are they all in the bathroom with him? 
No, like they take Spike out of oh, the okay. bathroom okay. and then like chain him to like the railing or something like that. And have to cover the windows so he's not dusted by the sun. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole process to get yeah. so, the so that of- G- just Giles can take. I would like I would have loved like Giles showing up at Buffy's house. <laughs> like I'm so sorry. Like I- sorry, Joyce. I we I have an unwanted house guest who is currently locked in my bathroom, and I need to use the shower without having to go through a whole process. Yes, and we know he's taken up jogging, so he like maybe at the end of the jog, he's like, "Well, Buffy's house isn't that far." Yeah. <laughs> Joyce might appreciate how things are different. Um, he's been- <laughs> Joyce is going to start sitting on her front porch with coffee, like waiting for the attractive librarian to jog. Well, by. then all the other ladies in the in the neighborhood are going to start coming out too. Like, oh, it's time for the hot librarian to come jogging by. Mr. Giles, I have a pile of freshly laundered towels for you. <laughs> <laughs> people are people are there on their porches with bottles of water for him. Off you a cold glass of lemonade. <laughs> Buffy's wondering, Giles, why do you smell like my mom's body wash? <laughs> Are you having sex with my mother again? Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> At least it wouldn't be on the hood of a car. Oh, it wouldn't. It's all in, in Buffy's house. <laughs> I mean, she's not there now. Joyce could have many gentlemen visitors. Yes. Back in the freshman, if it turned out that Buffy came over and Giles is emerging from her mom's room, <laughs> it would be a very different reaction to Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> She'd just turn and walk out. We'd never see Buffy again. She'd just walk into the ocean and disappear forever. <laughs> it's only a few blocks away in Sunnydale. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk about that in like two seconds, too. <laughs> On their picnic, Riley is telling Buffy about how he likes to just drive around for fun. For fun. Yeah, she never goes freewheeling. No wheeling is more her style because, yeah, yeah, everybody just walks everywhere in Sunnydale. That's that's what I said when we when we were watching. Like, who needs a car? I mean, Wait. and occasionally, if even if somebody is going to drive there, somebody else is meeting them there on foot. Look at their, what was it, Inca Mummy Girl, where they were meeting at the Bronze and Giles drove to the the museum and they were meeting there and somehow all got there at the same time. Like Vortexes. Everything is vortexes. Every, <sighs> yeah. And this basically, like, Buffy basically saying, like, no, I never drive confirms that everything in this town is supposed to be a walkable distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did see her going through driver's ed. Yeah. And she says she took the class. Yeah. Yes. And she drove in band candy and crashed yeah. the jeep. Very <laughs> busy. Not entirely yeah. her fault. Um, but yeah, so maybe she just doesn't have a license, but mm-hmm. she's definitely at the like, ah, I don't need a license. Well, she's- yeah, because we never actually see Buffy drive again I don't think because Giles and Spike drive the RV yeah Giles drives around in his new car in season five Mm -hmm. Xander drives Dawn and Buffy to school in season seven yeah I don't think we ever actually see Buffy work a car again Mm -hmm. Hmm. I guess she's like look I saved the world yeah yeah I you can drive me I have enough that I need to do 
Yep. But and I mean, she was even excited about being able to drive back when she was learning, and now she's just like, no. Mm-hmm. Well, she had to pay her mom back, so you know. <laughs> Riley says she needs to stop making it about getting somewhere. She needs to just relax, enjoy the journey, soak it all in. They're still talking about driving. Yes, he was. <laughs> he says he'll take her out soon. Up past the vineyards. Because Sunnydale has vineyards now. (laughs) She'll see. Before the conversation go any further, Willow approaches looking miserable. She greets them, but says she's interrupting. She didn't mean to do that. They have apples. (laughs) It's okay. Riley tells her there's plenty to go around. She should join. And so she does. Bringing the whole mood down. Awkward silence ensues. Poor Willow. I like the parallel with fear itself when Buffy is playing the pumpkin guts, just like the the food. Well, okay, it's not used as food, but just the bring people down, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not catch that. That's true because you know Buffy and her like the life of a pumpkin sucks, yeah. and now <laughs> Willow's like your apples are rotting before our eyes, <laughs> like my like, life. later at the bronze Buffy, Xander, and Anya sit together at a table talking about the whole Oz situation Xander can't believe he didn't even call and Anya who has cut her hair and looks quite chic says if she was still a demon she would totally liquefy Oz's entrails for them aw thanks Anya (laughs) right like a nice thought but Xander says knowing that it's easy to see why Willow is having a great time because while they're talking, Willow is on the floor dancing to Blink 182's All the Small Things. <laughs> it feels like such a big song for Buffy because I was used to any song on that show not being one I would hear on the radio mm-hmm. before right? there was that streaming when you could listen to literally any song ever written. Yeah, I was when I was compiling a like list of everything used in the soundtrack, like back before my birthday, and I was making a playlist. I got to this and I was like, wait, Blake 182? Like, that's yeah. a real band. <laughs> Not that the other bands aren't real bands, but you yeah. know. Like, and everything, I- everything was like little indie bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I never heard of again outside of the CDs for this. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not as though Blink 182 is performing at the bronze. This clearly just in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Xander calls it the dance of the brave little toaster. She sees them and heads over, saying they should come dance. The music's great. Xander says it's nice to see she bought her she brought her boogie shoes. Well, she knows she's been in kind of a funk lately, and so she said to herself, Self, it's time to shake and shimmy it off. A good policy. It works too, because in the grand scheme of things, they're all just A beer bottle falls from where Willow had been keeping it out of sight of the others. Buffy looks at her. Drunk. She's drunk? Willow scoffs. Drunk. Such a funny word. (laughs) Drunk. Guttural, Anglo-Saxon sort of word. (laughs) Xander has to say he's not loving the drowning of the sorrows. Drowning? No, no. It's more like waiting. And look, light. No big. No big. Buffy looks at them. 
Do they remember when she had the fun beer fast and went one million years <laughs> BC? Sadly, without the fuzzy bikini. Anya tells Xander that he is off topic. <laughs> kind of like Cordelia used to do. I, I really, I really like that moment of everybody knows that somehow we have to rein Xander in when he gets going. And I like, I, I like the relationship moments like this between Anya and Xander. Not that it should be a woman's responsibility to no brother or brother. Why did I say that? I, I have two brothers and I've had <laughs> a lot. That is true. Um, <laughs> for any up there. No, not that it's a woman's responsibility to get her boyfriend to not be a creep, but he is still 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, people, a lot of people forget that Xander is just a teenager hmm. and teenagers do and say stupid things yeah. and um, no filter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I have more of a filter now, but now yeah, oh. men still say t- 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 when they're older, they still say stupid things. Oh, oh, you, you, yeah, you, when you were younger, said a lot of things that mm-hmm. I had to be like, time and a place, Kevin. <laughs> his filter, he, he, and his his excuse was, well, my mom told me to always say what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that always comes with caveats. <laughs> Probably your mom, I don't know anything about your mom, but it was more like, uh, be honest. Yes. Yes. Out. Yes. And, and yes, it, it basically, and, and knowing his family now and knowing his mom now, <laughs> they're Italian. Oh. And yes, it is a very, you know, you're going to, but you also do have to realize that there's also a thing called tact. Mm-hmm. Taxes is not saying true stuff. I'll pass. Yeah, this is true. Oh. Sanders says, right. Helping now. He gets up and tries to get the beer from Willow, but she doesn't want to give it up. She has pain. They all have pain, Willow. Right. Because what Sanders going through is so hard. So he lives in a basement. So what? Willow Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> she would be nicer if in better circumstances. It's like, I'm going to need you to apologize right now. <laughs> yeah, Willow, you know his home situation, but I am making allowances for these circumstances. Mm-hmm. Xander walks off hurt and Buffy gets up. She's taking Willow home now, but she doesn't want to. Yeah, well, she'll thank Buffy for this later, like when she still has friends in the morning. Willow says she just hates feeling this way. She wants it to stop. And it will, but it takes time. She just needs to work through it. Willow doesn't want to work or wait. Isn't there a way to just make it all go away? Because she says so. No, Willow. No. No, No, there's not. No. No. To alcohol, the problem and solution, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Later that night in the dorm while Buffy sleeps, Willow decides to make bad magic decisions. Yeah, here we are. It's the bad magic. <sighs> she grabs some the bathroom that no one can use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got, we got vampires occupying Giles's bathroom, and now like the weird redhead girl from down the hall is like doing Look, something in our bathroom. I guess weird thing we plus she's sitting on the floor in the (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I'm just bring shoe like some kind of flip flops. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, like when you go when you go in the shower in college, you have to bring flip flops so you don't get. Do you want a fungal infection? That's how you get a fungal infection. <laughs> it would be interesting if the reason why Willow's spell goes wrong or too right is if somebody literally like opened the door and like knocked over the wrong candle, and they're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. <laughs> I really would have loved a situation where not even like as they're doing this, you know, because this is a serious moment for the plot, but where they're in like Buffy and Willow are in the bathroom doing some type of magic and somebody does walk in. Kind of like to go along with like the scenes where like they're having this like major fight in the dorm room and everyone's just in the hall doing their own thing. Like Yeah, cuz I mean you always had you always had when when they still had the library, like you had people walking in on them doing their research and stuff there. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to continue the thread mm-hmm. of them having people come in on them doing their weird stuff. Yeah. So the point of a spell is basically to have her will be done, and surely this will not end poorly. Of course not, because nothing bad ever happens when you are emotional and decide to do magic. Not at all. But before we talk about how bad this is going to get, um, does anyone else remember the Brave Little Toaster? Yes. Yes. It was that I'm setting 90s uh, right? that made you get really attached to inanimate objects and yes. never throw anything out. Yes. So it was basically Toy Story yes. before Toy Story. Yeah. Like appliances were sentient. They had emotions and feelings, but they pretend not to when people are around. People yeah. were around. And I firmly believe, firmly believe that the like horrible scene in Toy Story 3 with like the garbage compactor mm-hmm. was based on the crusher scene in the I, Brave Little yeah. Toaster. Well, and Brave Little Toaster was released by Disney too. So it would be, it would make sense that they would go back to one of their most horrifying moments in their history yeah. to scar a new generation. <laughs> now, like I, like I still, oh my, like I need to, I need to find that movie so I can scar my own child. Childhood trauma. That's yeah. the problem. Is these days they're too soft, they're too coddled. They're not. Well, our Mary and I have always discussed doing another co- another podcast called "Movies That Traumatized Us." <laughs> Number one on that list is "Return to Return Oz." Would be the very first episode. You know, yeah. we would do we would do "Never Ending Story" with Atreyu and Artax and like. So many of the like movies from our childhood were traumatizing. Every time, every time I rewatch something that came out when we were younger, I think that explains so much. The animated Lord of the Rings, uh huh, Nightmare Fuel. Oh yeah, the first time I knew of the existence of the Middle Earth verse was like catching a bit of the Rankin Bass Hobbit. Yeah, the, the riddles in the dark scene with Gollum, and mm-hmm. I was. I felt sick just looking and listening to the very frog-like Gollum. Like, full credit for that animated performance, but I was like, I don't want to know what any of this is. And then <laughs> the came out, and I was like, wait, where do I know that character mm-hmm. from? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. They it, it was – and every so often – you discover something like, oh, I forgot about this. I forgot I that this I forgot that this traumatized me. Like oh. 
things oh. were weird. I like, and there's so many, there's so many things where you're just like, why was I allowed to watch this? Because your parents didn't watch it first. And that's like, that's the thing. Like we, like me and Kevin, we are always not so much now that he's that, that our son is going to be turning 11 and he, you know, he can watch different things, but we were always watching stuff first before, like there were even a few of the Marvel movies we saw for like when guardians of the galaxy Two, that whole scene where they're being where the ravagers are going out the airlock like like oh my god <laughs> was less of a crossover of like movies that kids like there were certainly there were certainly kids movies like for our boomer parents growing mm-hmm. up but it was very much like a silo of like you watch that as a kid and you don't continually rewatch it because like in the 50s and 60s they didn't have VHS yeah everything so like my my I was not introduced to like Star Wars by my dad my dad saw it in theaters at the mm-hmm. time and then was like that was great I'm never seeing it again because like how would that ever come up yeah he was a grown man and it wouldn't occur to him that like oh I've got to, like have a collection amassed of like my favorite movies for kids mm-hmm. for my kids to watch so the movies that we shared were all like World War II movies, like Caroline mm. of Navarone. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. Um, but a very different world from like, well, we're going to watch, I don't know, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang together or something. Yeah. Cause we do, like, we, like, my, like, our son, cause, cause, yeah, like, especially since everything is on Disney Plus, mm. like, we introduced, and I, like, me more than Kevin, like, I am a huge Star Wars fan. Mm. And I think, like, the first time I watched it was, my aunt had it taped off a TV on beta. Yeah. Beta. Wow. Yeah, my aunt had a, my aunt had a beta player. Yeah. So it is fun. Like it is fun to share. Like, yeah, like you said, we didn't, our parents really didn't share much. Although my aunt, like I said, she had a beta player. Hmm. What she shared with me was horror movies. <laughs> I um, think I was like yeah. eight years old spending the night at her house and hmm. we're watching nightmare on elm street and <laughs> again it explains a lot about who i am as a person yes oh yes if you haven't seen brave little toaster please go find it and terrify <laughs> yourself because you'll see why we bored this oh my god <laughs> the next morning we're still in the dorm Willow checking to see if the spell worked by looking at herself in the mirror and saying it is her will that her heart be healed she clearly doesn't feel any better, and so she keeps trying stuff out, willing a book to speak its words aloud and a Q-tip to unbend. Neither thing happens. A knock comes at the door, and Willow tells whoever it is to come in. It's Giles. What's he doing there? How is Giles allowed to get into a dorm? He's been in the, the dorm several times. I know, but that's still, like, I remember, like, people... Yeah, but dorms it, were in like high schools back then, where you actually had like a desk person. Which I had that job in in my dorm, uh, where you're like, you don't live here, especially an old, you know, an older person, you know, going yeah, to dorms. Like, like I, you need to call someone and get checked in. When when I was when when Kevin and I were were dating back in college, and I would come over to his dorm, the first thing he was like, just act like you belong there. Mm-hmm. Like I would just walk, like I would just walk by, like someone would say hi. I would say hi, you know. They don't know who all lives there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a conversation talking about roommates and and people disappearing. Oh, and I, I, I 
I had a, I wish I was there for that episode because my roommate just looked, not my roommate, but guys down the hall, he he just stopped, he just stopped showing up. And, oh yeah, when the first episode is when Buffy's stuff was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys in suits came and just took all his stuff and he just disappeared. Uh, that makes it sound like the government kidnapped him. (laughs) (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had to show up. Like, yeah. but then my my next year's roommate showed up and replaced them the next year's next semester. So <laughs> who knew it was that realistic? I know, <laughs> I know. It totally happened. It just it was just gone, and then you're like, and uh, the guy was Will, and he's like, uh, yeah, some guys in suits showed up and took all his stuff yesterday. That's concerning. <laughs> Giles says he was concerned about her. Did Buffy tell him about the beer? Because Buffy didn't tell him anything. Oh, well, forget the beer thing. Happily. He's there because they had an appointment the other day. Right, the truth spout. Giles knows she's going through a difficult time, but that doesn't mean she can just shirk her responsibilities. She didn't shirk. She did research. And she got the mother wart. She just forgot the actual doing of the spell part. That's not like her. She knows. She's just, just been a little off. She even tried a spell last night to have her will be done. Giles looks appropriately <laughs> appalled. Yes, as well he should. She shouldn't be doing magic right now. She's too unfocused. Hey, she said she was off, not incompetent. That's not what he meant. She's grieving, and so it might be best if she took a break from performing magic unsupervised. He's punishing her for being in pain. It's not punishment. He's only saying this because he cares. She gets it. Everyone cares, but no one wants to be inconvenienced. They all want her to work through the pain, but no one wants to have to hear about it. That's not fair, isn't it? She's trying her best, but it doesn't seem to be enough for anyone. Giles says he sees how she could feel that way. But no, he doesn't. He says that he does. But he doesn't see anything. Willow's eyes flash with a sort of lightning effect as she says those last words, causing Giles to immediately become disoriented. He blinks a few times before saying perhaps he should head home, and they'll talk about this later. As he leaves, he bumps into a student in the hallway, almost as if he didn't see him. Now, I'm very forgiving of Willow because, you know, she's, this is a two-year relationship that she is, mm-hmm. she's 18 years old. Um, and it was through kind of sort of cheating and uh, trauma and everything. Um, but Willow, he does remember when Xander did something like this and he was highly involved in it. And something that I will never get over is the fact that it seemed as though he and Jenny could have started talking again if it, because she came in and she's like, Rupert, damn it, we're going to talk about this. And then, hey, Xander, oh my God. And they <laughs> never had the opportunity again to reconcile. Now, obviously, this is not the same thing, but just the idea that, like, Giles knows exactly what this mm-hmm. could do. And yeah. he could help. He wants to talk to her about it. Like, yes, of course, this spell thing is different because he needs to take a shower and shit. We have a vampire in my bathroom. <laughs> he is basically my non-paying roommate who lives <laughs> in my bathroom. He is the weird. He is the weird guy that shows up at your house and then just never leaves. 
like yeah and if, if girls like tried to go to like the men's bathroom in the dorm they'd be like what the fuck pervert go away. <laughs> he's gonna have to go to like a convenience store or something to go to <laughs> gas station bathroom i wonder if like i wonder if his because he has that like his his apartment complex is i wonder if they have like a gym or something maybe that's where he can go shower while oh, if there were a gym though buffy could train and i don't that's... think yeah if only Plus he would also have to go jogging outside yeah knows. there's no room for like a treadmill in that apartment yeah um but my point is that like people give giles a lot of shit sometimes even people mm-hmm. who love him for oh, yeah. not like taking over as the merlin to willow's nimue or something like mm-hmm. that it's not training her and on the one hand i do think that of course willow does need supervision because she's a teenager figuring a lot of the stuff out for herself but like whenever he does try to talk to her about it something Mm -hmm. willow shuts him down she won't talk about it she insists that like oh you don't trust me and it's passive aggressive and i love her so much oh yeah yeah finds a way to weasel out of it because like but i'm like the smartest person you know giles i can handle this and he would love to talk to her about you know, Willow, when I was your age. <laughs> yeah. I made bad magic yeah, decisions. Yeah, like he could if if she if she would just give him time, hmm. he could teach her more. But yeah, like you said, every time he does try to talk to her about it, she has the attitude of she doesn't need his help or something's going on. Yeah. And she takes his me. Yeah. And it's a it's a deflection and I don't think she's doing a lot of that consciously, but I think for Giles, yes, he would put limits on her. He would teach her like you when you're learning an instrument, you have to learn the scales and mm-hmm. it's boring and it's repetitive and you're like I just want to play, I just want to rock out. Like yeah. I'm sorry. And you she's always she's it. always been that way. She's always been that way about pushing herself too much. Well, like look when she set her bed on fire. <laughs> back in the beginning you know in the beginning of uh the last season mm-hmm. so she yeah she's always been too too focused on doing everything instead of you know work and mean working her way up to where yeah she should be and and you know we will i don't know when mary's planning on mm-hmm. us talking about this but kevin has his points to make we've been talking a lot and over him is kevin yeah i'm all right <laughs> I'll 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 yell over you when I want to. You're Italian. You know how to do it. Loud. But yeah, like everybody a lot of people excuse Willow way too much mm-hmm. and give the male like the like the male characters like they'll get they'll get all the shit mm-hmm. for for things that they do, but Willow who does just as much that's just part of being a man, though. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I grew up being that that the 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 reason why. And a lot of times, you know, you you feel like you're that's because girls keep everything hidden and secret, yeah. and dudes are just, hey, he's me, I'm a jerk. Yeah, and a lot, but a lot of times <laughs> in like Italian American accent too, like, hey, I'm a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he 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 gets it. Yeah, he he'll put it on a lot when, <laughs> but a lot of times like. Even with like we 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 keep saying with Xander, like he does one little thing wrong, mm-hmm. and it makes him the worst character, the worst person in history. Xander learned his lesson when it came to magic. He, oh yeah, 
dumb spell and he's like you know what never again and then when willow tries to do the spell in lover's walk he's like whoa could we not yeah we know what happens and especially because it was about love it was about Mm -hmm. it was about mind control in a sense Uh, like controlling themselves but still like he knows that is not the way to go about yeah like he was he was the voice of reason at that point he's like uh you remember the thing that i did wrong yeah that's why i was so unbelievable in once more feeling that he did the 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 happy dancing song that some of the team is like, I feel, I still feel like he's covering for Dawn. That's a whole other thing. Two years from now. Yeah. Well- <laughs> at that point. Yeah. 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 yeah Z- Xander learns his lesson a lot of times. Like he does a lot of dumb things, but he doesn't so far. I'm not, this is, this is where I'm at in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't repeat himself and he always brings up the previous things that where things have gone wrong because of bad decisions, even if it wasn't his decision. He brings it up like we we've done this before. <laughs> Let's not do this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Xander's got a good memory for certain things that I think other characters who maybe they're able to see too many sides of something like that the way that Willow can, which can be like a good thing, her empathy, but it can also mean that she can be too forgiving of certain people and things. Mm-hmm. Um and Xander is like, "Hello, remember the unrepentant serial killer we have over here? Yeah. I'm a little worried about that." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Remember the time that this person tried to kill us? Yeah. He still, he does have his forgetful spots, though, about Anya, too. We we must keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Anya is not repentant either at this point. Oh, no, no. She's, she's still like, oh, I, I wish I could, I wish I still had my powers. I could make him suffer for you. Yeah, and because she is truly impotent, yes, I know we don't like that word, but yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to Spike, because Spike could still like set fire to a p- person's house, yeah, be fine. Um, I guess like they're well, you know, we don't have to worry about Anya because she's not like going to betray them or anything. Like once she's on their side, mm-hmm. she, she's snarky about being there, but I'm never worried that she's going to like run off to someone else and scheme against mm-hmm. the gang. Yeah, she's she's. Once her powers gone, she's like, eh, I don't need to be evil anymore. I'll still have my evil thoughts, but I'm like, I'm not, like I said, she's not going to go around and burn down people's houses and stuff because, like, oh, they need to pay, but she's like, yeah, eh. she, she, she wanted her powers back. Yes. Oh, and she'd she's magic like, it and no problem, but if, if she had to, like, light a match, she's like, nah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, too much. <laughs> like a merry prankster going around trying to, like, put laxatives in some asshole's soup or something yeah i could totally see spike doing that yeah, yeah he would <laughs> yeah he was very funny i think they should team up <laughs> well they do oh yeah yeah <laughs> with very different back at giles's place spike is still chained up this time on the floor as giles attempts the truth spell spike's not too keen on the magic thing tends to go awry he's not wrong no, yeah and Giles says he should have thought of that sooner. <laughs> Giles, this is not like it. Spike didn't ask to be captured, but okay. He did come back to Sunnydale. Yeah, That's he true. came back. That's he came true. back to Sunnydale, and then he came to Giles's looking for help. Giles, however, is struggling with the spell, unable to make out some of the words or all the words, as his vision is getting worse and worse. He doesn't even notice he dropped the key to the chains. Spike says he's not going to have Giles doing magic on him if he can't read properly. Might turn him into a stink bug. <laughs> Giles says that would be a fitting end for him. But as he's speaking, Spike is getting free and pushing Giles, he flees from the house. At the dorm, Willow's hanging with 
Amy the rat and talking to (laughs) Buffy. She doesn't see why Giles was getting so down on her. Just because she's going through something doesn't make her a bad witch. She's not a bad witch. She's a good witch. Yeah, right. If that were true, she could have made Oz stay with her. Buffy tries to tell Willow that she wouldn't have wanted Oz to stay under those circumstances. But Willow won't hear of it. She didn't even have the guts to cast a spell on Veruca. And that my will-be-done spell? A choke. The only real witch is Amy, and she's a rat. (laughs) She has access to powers that Willow can't even begin to understand. First, she's just a perfectly normal girl. Then she's a rat. Willow could never do that. I I love it. I love love Amy in the background. Just like going to clean. <laughs> she she the, the look of the look on her face like it's such a short moment for her. She's so excited, mm-hmm. and I, then such credit. I'm sorry. What is the actress's name again? Uh, Elizabeth Ann Allen, I think. Yes, yes. So such credit to her. Like, hey, we're gonna bring you back, <gasps> but for like 0.5 seconds. <laughs> did it, and she's naked, and I, I just, just what a team player. <laughs> oh my god! I know, like, just you're gonna be. It's just a flash. Here's what's going on in the scene. All we need you to do is look excited, mm-hmm. and then look disappointed as you're turning into a rat again. But I was like, I really like that moment because it, and and Kevin even said when we were watching it, like, oh look, they actually had. Amy and not some random rat. Mm-hmm. And they didn't just have like the back of a dark haired actress. Uh-huh. They actually had her. Mm-hmm. I hope she was paid very well for that. <laughs> she got, she got paid. Like they, they would have just done the, the scale for her to have that one. Yeah. You might get a bonus for taking her clothes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where we would need Jackie to tell us like, <laughs> Dude, like Jackie, where's my industry knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> The phone rings and Buffy goes to answer. It's Giles telling her about Spike, which means she needs to leave. Now? Well, yeah, duty calls. True, but Spike can't hurt anyone. And Willow thought maybe she and Buffy could have a girls' night. Eat Sundays, watch Steel Magnolias. Buffy can tell Willow about how, at least, she doesn't have diabetes. (laughs) Buffy says while she would love to hang out, she can't. Not until she gets Spike back to Giles's. But she'll be back as soon as she can. She promises. I love Still Magnolias. It makes mm-hmm. me ugly cry. That like, is one of those. That's one of those movies where if it's on, I'll watch it. I'm disgusted. <laughs> He's leaving the room. He like wow. off his headphones. <laughs> wow. That's what chases him away. Talking about Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Probably our child is... <laughs> just like he was like, the way he, they've the reached way a chick flick. I'm out. The way he took his headphones off and walked away was because I've wow. at water and snacks, but it was just the timing of it was too funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're just sitting here staring at his empty chair. <laughs> so I mean, like, okay, so for for children who may not know, because it is it is a fairly old movie. It's from 1989. Um, Still Magnolias is this drama, drama, comedy movie, um, amazing cast. Mm-hmm. Lily Roberts, Sally Fields, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. And it's based on a play of the same name. And it's, at its core, it's really just about the relationship of these women in a small town. But the main plot line involves Julia Roberts' character, Shelby. And the first half of the movie, hysterical. Like, laughing, mm-hmm. 
so good. The second half of the movie, you're going to need ice cream and tissues. Oh, it like, is. Yeah. But it's it's such a good movie. And I kind of now like want to rewatch it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Every. um Oh, he's back. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, was that about Steel Magnolias while you left? I need to know. Uh, no, I, I was just. Well, you said Steel Magnolias. I'm like, I got nothing to contribute to this thing. So I'm going to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> that was a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I de- I definitely recommend Steel Magnolias. It's one of those movies that it it really holds up. Mm-hmm. It and again, it's it's a very timeless movie because even when you think about the uh, the bad hairstyles and st- <laughs> and stuff like that, like, but it it is definitely a timeless and about and about friendship and mm-hmm. helping each other through. A lot of difficult times. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Kevin. Yeah, we can continue. Yeah, the straight way, the straight white male did was not needed for that conversation. Yeah, all all <laughs> all you have to do, Kevin, is just think about me and my mom curled up on a sofa with ice cream, crying her eyes out. <laughs> she leaves, and Willow rolls her eyes. She doesn't see the big deal. He's probably just standing around out there. Buffy will find him in two seconds. <laughs> Well, those eyes flash again and find Spike. Buffy does. Just standing <laughs> on the lawn, like Willow said. Huh. Buffy thought that was going to take longer. <laughs> Honestly, so did Spike. <laughs> he must have gotten turned around, but ho- hold on. He walks a few feet off. The door to the lab. It was right there. But Buffy doesn't think it was. But Spike is adamant. He tears at the ground, telling them to open up and fix him. Attempting to pull him to his feet, Buffy gets hit, which causes Spike pain. She then hits him, which causes him even more pain. <laughs> we leave him I there. I really love the look of confusion on James Marster's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, it's a very subtle, like the way he's kind of looking around, like, where the heck am I? Mm-hmm. Um, it's you should if you didn't know going into this, this is going to be a wacky comedy episode. Yeah. Known, because of Sarah Michelle Gellar's hair. Yeah. When it's crimped. Yes. There will be. When it's straight. <laughs> it's going to be serious. Hanky. <laughs> I commented the last episode that I, another episode I was on that she had all crimped hair. And that was another funny episode. Yeah. 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 Her hair, when her hair is crimped, <laughs> it's going to be a funny episode. Yeah. We leave them there and go back to Giles, who is struggling, staring in the mirror, putting drops in his eyes. As he's doing that, Buffy pushes Spike inside the house. They're still arguing. Spike saying she won't do anything to him. She doesn't have the stones. What a bet. She has stones. She has all the stones. (laughs) All right, then. Go on. Calling out to Giles, Buffy says she accidentally staked Spike. That's okay, (laughs) right? (laughs) Dad. I hope he took the opportunity while Spike was missing to shower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He probably would have tripped over himself. It would have been very different. He tells them to wait just a minute and we go to Xander's basement. Oh, sadness. <laughs> and Willow and Xander. Willow lamenting Buffy's lack of putting her first. Xander reminds Willow that Buffy can't just let Spike go. They need to find out more about the commandos. She gets it. Spike's more important than her. Well, if that's the case, why doesn't Buffy just go marry him? (laughs) 
Throughout Willow and Xander's conversation, we've got little snippets of Buffy and Spike fighting. But now, when Giles emerges from the bathroom, he (laughs) finds the two much calmer. Spike's untied, Buffy's in the chair, and Spike's down on one knee proposing. (laughs) (laughs) Of course Buffy says yes. And the two embrace as Buffy shows off her ring, which is (laughs) one of Spike's skull ones, to Giles. What the actual fuck is happening? (laughs) I am so impressed by Sarah Michelle Gellar and James Marsters in these scenes because up they've been acting together on and off for two years, never had to show affection for each other in any capacity. Mm -hmm. And they have to go from zero to 100, like tears in their eyes, so like blushing with the possibilities of first love and they sell it. Uh, all around they have to like move out with each other when they've only had fight scenes and argument scenes yeah and i think you know what i think also like the fact that everything they else they've they've done is fighting scenes so to be able to go to do something else like this has to be so much fun yeah it's kind of like the opposite of what happened with sarah and david you know they go from being lovey-dovey with each other and then when he became angelus yeah had to go into fighting scenes mm-hmm. <sighs> back in the basement of sadness xander is still trying to help <laughs> reminding willow that everything she's feeling right now is because of oz not buffy not him oz eventually things will get better and she'll meet someone new So they can break her heart? Willow thinks they're all doomed to fail. That's not true. Really? Because let's look at his history. Bug lady, mummy girl, Anya. (laughs) He's a demon magnet. We don't see it, but once again, Willow's eyes flash. Xander reminds her he was only trying to help. Giles is desperately trying to get Willow on the phone. (laughs) something's wrong he's having trouble seeing everything is blurred and he's certain it's a spell because there are other things wrong he looks across the room to where buffy has settled on spike's lap a mug of blood in his in her hand (laughs) 98.6 just how he likes it very very wrong Well, he doesn't even need to polish his glasses anymore to not see it properly. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. At least he really, and at least he doesn't have to see what they're doing properly. But he can hear it. He can hear it, yes. <laughs> Buffy says there's so much to decide. Ceremony, guests, reception. Well, for one thing, Spike says there won't be a church wedding. <laughs> How about a daytime ceremony? Buffy nips at his ear. Oh, yeah, great. Enjoy your honeymoon with the giant pile of ash. (laughs) She was thinking under some trees, indirect sunlight only. And all it takes is one gentle breeze. And once again, they'll be registering as Mr. And Mrs. Big Pile of Ash. (laughs) Buffy, you need like a goth ceremony in a cemetery at night with like black lace everywhere. And and and, and Spike's favorite bands playing. Well, they're all dead at this point, but still. (laughs) <laughs> we'll have we'll have a Ramones cover band playing. <laughs> Smithers have the Rolling Stones killed. Yeah. But yeah. sir, do as I say. Yeah. St- 
Stop it. This is their wedding and he's treating it like a giant joke. She starts pouting and Spike smirks. Look at that lip. He nips at it and they start kissing, Buffy telling him to stop. Yes. Taking a sip of his drink, Giles says, please do. (laughs) The drinking begins. (laughs) Did he see her ring? Thankfully, not very well. He leans back and Buffy leaves Spike's lap to approach him. She knows he thinks she's crazy. She's not. And she knows he doesn't approve. And while her father isn't that far away, she just, well, this day is about family, her real family. And so she'd love if Giles would be the one to give her away. (laughs) Giles, this is ridiculous. (laughs) He looked happy for one second. He was very touched by this. Like, like, wait a minute. (laughs) he He was really about ready to tell her how thoughtful it was that she wanted him to give her away. And then he was realized mm-hmm. how ridiculous the situation is. Like I, 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 this moment never fails to move me despite everything around it. Uh-huh. Um, that he is seriously like tearing up a little bit and he's so happy for her and he would love to do that under any other circumstance, <laughs> any other groom almost. Any other groom and the fact that right now he's blind and we have things happening. Yeah, he knows there's a spell involved somehow. And he's like, this is not you. Let's put a pin in that in about 10 years or so when you're actually ready for marriage. If that's what you want. Please ask me again. But... (sighs) Can't she... (laughs) Something's making her act that way. Can't she see that? What does she even think is happening? She thinks she's living the dream. Spike tells her that she's going to need to give Giles time to come around. She knows, and the others too. After all, it's not like he approved of Angel at first. (laughs) Hey! Spike tells her they agreed she wasn't going to say that name. Right, sorry. So maybe they should talk about where they want to register. (laughs) He doesn't know. Where would Angel want to register? And what photographer would Angel want? And what flowers does Angel like? Buffy tells him that it goes both ways. That she feels like she's living in the shadow of Drusilla. Afraid Spike will be thinking of her on their honeymoon while he's making sweet, sweet love to her. Oh my God, that line, I just, I get destroyed by it every time. (laughs) They start to get gross again and Giles reaches for his drink, only he misses it completely and knocks the glass over. At the sound of the ice spilling out, Buffy turns. Is he okay? No, he rather thinks not. Both Buffy and Spike look extremely concerned by this. (laughs) He seems to be, well, rather blind. Buffy immediately goes to him. How could this happen? And Spike, he's on his feet and going to the books. No hesitation, just research mode. They're going to need a general reversal spell and the ingredients. One day, one day, I will point to all the scenes in this show that I use for my grand conspiracy theory, which (laughs) is they missed the mark when they did not have William be a a watcher. Uh Uh-huh. Because Spike displays so much knowledge that, like, 
he's lived in this world even before he was a vampire. Yeah, like it's it's and a I, good. It, it's like my great conspiracy theory is that like William was a watcher. Maybe could be something like we don't know anything about his father. Maybe his father was a watcher and his father died before little William could go to like the academy or something. And mommy was like, no, you'll stay with me forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind and of she just wrote, read, read romantic books to him. The and whole he, time. yeah, like all he, all he wanted to be was a poet, but he was supposed to go to. Giles wanted to be a green grocer, a fighter pilot. <laughs> all these they boys. were still, they were both on two different paths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that that's a possibility there, Marianne. Yeah, yeah and like he, like he immediately like went to Giles's books and like grabbed grabbed something that looked like from gingerbread with that symbol that Willow says is a protection spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just again, full credit. Anthony Head is so good in this scene; he looks <laughs> absolutely terrified, um, despite all the distractions going around. And I, we have to talk about nightmares where mm-hmm. he his nightmare was initially he gets lost in the stacks. He can't read. Mm-hmm. Buffy has to go on without him and she dies yeah. in his horrible nightmare. Because, uh, yeah, you'd have to translate all those books into Braille. And it takes <laughs> a long time to learn, I assume, because it's a whole <laughs> other language, basically. Not yeah. all of these things. We know the Watcher's Council. They're not going to put this stuff on a computer, let oh, alone God. audio books. <laughs> Oh God, no! Like, well, and plus, plus the other problem, the other problem is we don't want to put the stuff on audiobooks because that would require reading yes. these spells out loud. Don't read yeah. Latin in front of the books. Yeah, and they already scanned one book in and it caused major problems the one time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yes, this would be like a life change if this were permanent. I yeah. mean, Amy's still a rat. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A year later, so yeah, there's a distinct possibility that for Giles, this could have been permanent. And it happened, like, so slowly over the course of a couple of hours. This would be just, like, you know, kill me now. I don't have anything else to do with my life. I'm already yeah. feeling useless as it is. Oh, hold, on, hold on one second. <clears throat> Little c- comment about, uh, Mary, about about your, your reading here. I, I, need, I need you to do something. Why? Because I know you want to. Um, when you do your spike commentary, uh, I know you want to do his accent and just lean into <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying it's, not to actually do like a one woman performance of this episode. If you want to do that, I I say go ahead for Look, it. I'm waiting for it. You're like, hey, you pull back. I'm like, oh no, lean in. We know you so well, Mary. <laughs> if you want to do the accents, and British people want to call in to complain. <laughs> I mean, Mary and I, Mary and I do accents all the time when we're together. Yeah, because this is See, already, you know, again, James Marster's performance of a lifetime, but it is a an English accent by way of California in terms of the inflections. Uh, but it fooled a lot of people for a very long time. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about. Yeah, I just actually sent um, Holly and another friend of ours a TikTok video where someone had put up an old uh, interview with him and Juliet. Mm. And hearing him hit the errs, mm. like Drusilla. Mm-hmm. And like, and you think think about like, oh, this like horribly like fake accent he puts in on Doom when he's like, oh, I'm a friend of Xander. No, that's that's his real voice. <laughs> that's, his, <yeah. laughs> that's like what he sounds like when he's just talking. Uh-huh. It's it's a complete shock every time I hear it. 
Well, he yeah. also he he read the audiobooks for the Dresden Files series. So listening to him do just like normal reading <laughs> after hearing like having Spike's voice in my head for mm-hmm. so many years, it really is strange to hear him in mm-hmm. his normal his normal accent. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, do you know that Alexis Denisoff is from Maryland? Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and so he is not English. No, um, he is not. <laughs> that is definitely the greatest accent uh, in the Buffyverse in terms mm-hmm. of consistency. I like almost never hear a slip. Uh, it, it is truly spectacular. And we did like theater training in, in England and everything. And that's how he knew Anthony Head from before the show. Uh, but yeah, that is... Um, it's a very different accent to mm-hmm. do, and I suppose some of the justification for weird things in Spike's accent is like, well, he's over 100 years old. He's lived in a lot of different countries and everything. He's picked up stuff along the way, and he's he's changes his accent because in the 1880s, he sounded more like Giles does now. Mm-hmm. He roughed it up within a very short time to like be one of the cool guys, basically. Much like Angel used mm-hmm. to be. Irish and you can't oh, the, your quotations. David's David's Irish accent is I, I don't I don't I don't care about that. I want to hear Mary do it. <laughs> oh my God. Well now you're I'm being... sorry to bore you, Kevin. <laughs> no, no. I just I just had to poke at Mary. <laughs> just... <laughs> now I'm like gonna be super self-conscious about doing it. <laughs> My point was that, like, I can barely stand to hear Alexis Denisoff's real voice because I'm like, yeah, yeah, this fake accent he's doing. Yeah. I don't understand it. <sighs> well, she's reading a Spike line and she's thinking about it too hard now. <laughs> no, I am. Sorry, Mary. I wrecked it. <laughs> you did. So it's probably going to take me a few minutes. I don't think it's going to work for this like next one, but I'll get one in there. I promise. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Is Spike helping him? Well, he is going to be his fa- sort of father-in-law, isn't he? Oh. See, this is how it's going to be now. Buffy tells Giles that Spike is going to take care of him while she runs to the magic shop. As she kisses Spike goodbye, she says, from now on, they're a family. They start <laughs> kissing again, and Giles says, it's fine, really. He has more scotch. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to share with the class, Giles. <laughs> so, yeah, that- he takes uh, Spike takes good care of Joyce and Don because they're important to Buffy. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be his usual dickish self because he wants Buffy to like see I can be a good son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I like that even though he's under this spell that yeah. is making him love Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like he's still like you're going to be my father-in-law now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz when they're together secretly because they're not like in an open relationship mm-hmm. obviously in season six he doesn't suddenly become nicer to like xander and i don't know anya or tara or anything like that or willow uh but he is he's the same about dawn obviously because like mm-hmm. he cares about dawn separately as a person the sense of like maybe a little bit of affection between him and giles that's going to take a lot longer to develop yeah I do love this episode, though. And so I was talking to another one of our friends last night when I was watching it, because like I said, I I was very, I was procrastination Mary this week. And she mentioned that there are a lot of posts like online that compare scenes from this episode to the comics when Spike and Buffy are in a legitimate open relationship. And apparently this, they are just actually this gross as a couple. (laughs) 
Like they're, this is literally how they are. Well, that's I, I. It's the spell put them together. I don't think it made them act the way they are. Because even later, that they talk about what um, the wind beneath my wings, and and Buffy was like, it was the spell, but it's not the spell. No. It's it's this is who they are together. It's just that the spell forced them to be together. Yeah, it's like it's it alters their mental reality where anything you said against Spike or Buffy, like, I won't listen to that. He's the man that I've always loved somehow. But in terms of other things about their personalities, that does not change. It's still their essence there. It's not like, I don't know, whenever Joyce is under a spell and like hurts Buffy, that's mm-hmm. again like a reality altering spell of I have to do this in order to fulfill the mission of this spell that I'm under. So I'm like, I'm never worried after like gingerbread that like, oh, what if she sets Buffy on fire again because yeah. I know that <laughs> that was purely the spell. Mm-hmm. On the main streets of Sunnydale, Buffy exits the magic shop. She starts to head back to Giles's place, but gets distracted by a wedding dress in one of the store windows. Transfixed, she moves closer, not noticing Riley, who heads across the street to see what she's up to. He calls her name and she tells him to look. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah, they're stunning. A little dressy for school. Buffy then moves towards him and tells him that she really, really likes him. And if things were different, different than what? She wants them to remain friends. Promise they'll always be friends. And that he'll be there on the day. What day? Her wedding, of course. She's getting married. Can he believe it? No, does not seem to be a strong enough answer. She says it's crazy. They fought all those years and then... They just looked at each other and knew, you know? No, he doesn't know. <laughs> she thinks maybe they fought because they weren't able to admit what they really felt for one another. Kind of like Willow laying out the whole Buffy Riley relationship, like on the initiative. Buffy kind of does accurately describe her and Spike's future relationship here. Yeah. She just doesn't realize she's doing it yet because mm-hmm. magic. Can they start again? Buffy says Riley will really like him. Well, no. No one really likes him. (laughs) She's not even sure she really likes him. Riley needs to clear a few things up. Buffy? She says she really loves him. Who? What? What's his name? Who? The groom. Spike. That's a name? (laughs) Don't be mad. He's not mad. Yes, he is. No, he is. He re- who is this guy? Does he go to UC Sunnydale? Spike? No, he's totally old. I feel like Buffy and Riley are performing their own version of who's on first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what's going on. Old. Well, not as old as her last boyfriend was, but okay. Riley needs to get out of this conversation. He says it is very late. And he is very tired. Yeah, I am tired too from listening to that. <laughs> he needs to just go. He needs to go now and just not be there. Take a nap. <laughs> so he is going to go far, far away and she can stay there. As he walks off, Buffy frowns. Everyone is ruining her happy day. I know we give, I know Mary and I give Captain Cardboard a lot of shit, but this whole scene mark lucas was impeccable it was perfect (laughs) yeah riley has a lot of good funny lines throughout this season yeah 
But, but going back to uh, Sunnydale being weird and intertwined, why is Riley anywhere near the magic shop? And because he's, is he just doing one of his uh, drives, like where he just likes to go around and get some air? <laughs> well, he's probably out for a walk because everything is small and walkable. And the magic shop is like catty corner to like the coffee shop. Yeah, the espresso pump. Oh, yeah. okay. Like uh, everything was- is on that main street. Yeah, because okay. the, the shop that she was looking at was April Fool's, which yes. is where Cordelia worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, say that. they're just in that little general area. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, okay. like, if you see, like, the magic shop is, like, the, again, the audio medium, and I'm doing hand gestures. Uh, the magic <laughs> shop is, like, here, and she comes out of it and basically, like, turns from this street onto the main street. Mm-hmm. And that's where the dress shop is. And I probably was probably just wandering around downtown because what else do you do in this Town. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're seeing more conversations in his head for when he <laughs> next interacts with Buffy, and it's totally thrown out of his mind now. Yeah. <laughs> we return to the basement of sadness. Xander calling up to his mom to tell her that no, he and Anya do not need any more snacks. <laughs> but Anya liked the fruit roll-ups. Xander tells her to hush. He thought his mom was never going to clear out. <laughs> and besides, she can just think of his lips as fruit roll-ups of love. <laughs> okay so that was gross but he's a little off his game Willow came over earlier and Xander's still upset that he let her leave there mad Anya decides to distract Xander away from such thoughts by kissing him they kiss and Anya says no more talk of Willow or his mom this time is just for the two of them is it though <laughs> because no sooner do they start kissing again than a demon bursts through the door attacking them I, I love how long, though, it took for a demon to to get to him. Yeah, they're not in the general vicinity. It takes a little time if he's just starting. And they might not even be in Sunnydale. They have, to, they have to, a little bit of a walk to go, you know? Yeah, well, there's always demons in Sunnydale, Kevin. True, true, true. They defend themselves, and when Xander tries to strangle it, Anya says the only way to kill this particular demon is to drown them. So to the laundry sink they go. But once that demon's dead, another comes through the window. What the fuck? Grabbing Anya's hand, Xander and she take off running. Buffy, it seems, has found a cake topper. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, one thing. I just want to know what happened when, like, Mrs. Harris ever goes, Xander, you're too quiet. (laughs) And then, like, just everything is shattered. And there's like a demon corpse there. I hope it dissolves in water, is what I'm saying. You, well, you really expect her to check on him? Yeah, That's- hopefully she doesn't go downstairs till Willow like reverses everything because it seems like the demons in the crypt just disappear. So Buffy, it seems, has found a cake topper and is humming the wedding march as she moves it up Spike's arm. Giles, despite his situation, is very sassy. And says that the plan is to cure his incapacitating blindness tomorrow, then. <laughs> Buffy says they were out of one of the key ingredients for the spell, but said that they should have it in tomorrow. She's totally on top of it. Turning her attention back to the cake topper, she says, aren't they the perfect little version of them? Spike's not too sure. The groom looks kind of insipid. A little too human. <laughs> she can fix that. Red paint, they'll smear it around the mouth. A little blood of the innocence. Spike kisses her again and Giles says, stop it! He can hear the smacking! That's my girl. (laughs) (laughs) 
everything Charles knows about these kids' sex lives, he learns unwillingly. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 everything is against his will. He yeah, just stop talking to me about it. Stop making me hear about it. Stop letting me walk in on things. Stop bursting into my house and then making out with people. <laughs> yeah. He like and it's it's just so funny how more of a dad he just like as the series went on. Yeah. Like he's reached the point where Buffy, under a spell or not, was asking him to give her away at her wedding. So, and yeah, like he is just like grumpy single dad (laughs) with all these children that he didn't ask for. And now he has a son in law that he definitely didn't ask for. (laughs) Stopping, Buffy says they need to talk about the invitations. Does he want to be William the Bloody or just Spike? (laughs) Either way, it's going to look hella weird. <laughs> right. Because the name Buffy just gives it that touch of elegance and class. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Buffy looks at him. What's wrong with Buffy? A fine question, Giles interjects from the couch. <laughs> Kevin, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, early on in the fandom, um, because I, I've been in the shit since, oh, 2000, uh, I started watching in 1997, but people were like, well, her name can't actually be Buffy, right? Like, it must be Elizabeth. Like, apparently the Queen mm-hmm. Mother was sometimes called Buffy. As yeah, a, yeah. Like, country club set. You, you, that's that kind of name. It's it's a weird, it's a weird name. Sorry, all the Buffys out there. Buffy yeah, yeah. Everything. Buffy's a stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Uh, so, what? yeah, there were people, like, in the fandom who would, right like, next to Crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> write her name as like Elizabeth Ann Summers. It's like nope, at no point nope. she ever. We see different documentation for her, and it's never Elizabeth. It's straight mm-hmm. up Buffy. And I am curious, Joyce, what inspired it? TV shows from the seventies. Um, there was a show called Family Affair, and it's this like the whole premise was this like New York engineer Bill Davis. He's the swinging bachelor, and. I forget if it's his sister or his brother, but whatever one, the parents die. Mm -hmm. And so, however, he's related to these children. Suddenly he has three children living with him. Like party of five. Yeah. But it's, it's not like, it's not like a child taking care of other childs. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's like, he is, he's like an adult. He's their uncle. He is like, he has a job in New York Mm-hmm. And the twins on the show, the little kids were Buffy and Jody. Oh. And this like yeah. this was in like 1970. So like it would have it it uh, the last show was in 71. The f- mm-hmm. show started in 66. So yeah. this probably would have been something Joyce watched as like a teenager. So mm-hmm. like maybe she heard the name there, maybe she knew the queen mother was called Buffy. I don't. <laughs> she was just like this is a great name. There was also a Playboy playmate whose name was Buffy. Oh well, that's totally where Joyce got it. That's not like <laughs> there was <Lee> a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I had to bring. <laughs> Spike says it's kind of a terrible name. Her mother gave her that name. <laughs> her mother, yeah, she's a genius. <gasps> Buffy tells him not to start in on her mother. <laughs> I find this moment like so hilarious because obviously they're playing into the whole stereotype of like, you don't like your mother-in-law, mm-hmm. but we know Joyce and Spike are like besties. Yeah. They meet up for, well, not at this point, but they will be 
because uh, like he's been chained up in that bathroom and Joyce doesn't know he's back in town. But once she does, I'm sure they're going out for n- nighttime coffee. She's going to be so mad that they like chained him in a bathtub. I still love thinking about the first time like legitimately like Joyce met Spike when they're sitting down at the table yeah. and he's telling her all of his problems and like he sounds very unreasonable this Drusilla. <laughs> I just to <laughs> a bad bad man. Yeah, just like any beside Joyce. And I mean I love their friendship. I love I love that he and Joyce get closer. I love that he grieves for Joyce mm-hmm. when she's got like Joyce what he would have been best friends with his mother-in-law and they would have teamed up on Buffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I am forever sad that that Joyce did not actually get to be Spike's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Xander and Anya burst through the door just then, slamming it shut behind them. They tell them to board up the windows and barricade the door. Why? What's going on? Demons! They just keep coming and they won't stop. Spike! Coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, Xander stares at him. He's untied, but then they they probably knew that. <laughs> Buffy tells Xander to calm down before turning back to Spike. Maybe the demons have something to do with why Giles is blind. <laughs> Giles is blind? Xander waves his hand in front of Giles' face and Giles tells him to stop. He smells like fruit roll-up. <laughs> My favorite part about this episode is how everybody was having separate problems at the same time. <laughs> Yes, it's awesome. it's it's the smell of fruit roll up. Yeah, it's he doesn't. It's just what he says. I like know the smell from Mrs. Harris tossing a box down the stairs. You smell of fruit roll up. Singular. This this is the crock team that foils his every plan. <laughs> he is deeply shamed. <laughs> I love that line. I forgot that line was in this episode. And I just, I lost it. I am deeply shocked. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful moment where like, yeah, this whole, this is, this is such a comedic episode. There's no, there's no big bad. There's nothing looming. Like, you know, it's just a big bad, unfortunately. Well, he doesn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's, there's no, like the world is not ending. Yeah. You know, there's no pending apocalypse. Well, they even in a minute they'll make you think that there is a um, a big bad and a looming apocalypse of like Willow becoming a demon, mm. and we'll, well get to that in a minute. So I'll let that go there. <laughs> I'd like to know why they're holding hands. <laughs> Spike says they have to hear it sometime, and so Buffy tells them she and Spike are getting married. How? What? How? <laughs> Three excellent questions, says Giles. (laughs) One of the greatest moments in the show. (laughs) As Buffy turns back to Spike and they once again start going at it, Xander asks if he can be blind too. (laughs) Wait. Blind. Married. Something. Something's coming to Xander. He. Yes, Willow. What about Willow? Buffy doesn't even bother separating from Spike's lips as she asks. <laughs> it's Willow and her mood swings, which, so over. Agreed. Anya says, does this mean they don't have to be nice about it now? 
Wow. Oh. Well, to be fair, Bolo didn't want to invite her to Thanksgiving. So it, it's a mutual, like... But, like, you could sense the antipathy from Anya, who wears her heart in her sleeve, like, and, and they, they met badly with the Doppelgangland episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Willow has a good reason to be suspicious of Anya, especially because she knows her past. <laughs> True. Sanders a demon magnet, and Anya, like, bursts into Giles' place. It's like, please leave. And it's yeah. his house. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely understand Willow not wanting Anya around. Mm-hmm. Buffy gets it. The mood swings are trying, but what does this have to do with what's going on? Xander says he thinks Willow caused this. She called Xander a demon magnet, and lo and behold, demons are chasing him. She said Buffy should marry Spike, and Giles says Willow told him he couldn't see. Of course, it was her spell. Buffy says it's a good thing she's the slayer and therefore was spared. (laughs) Right. Because her and Spike are getting married due to their being so right for each other. Oh, Xander, if only you knew. (laughs) They need to find Willow. She's out there not even knowing what she's doing. They need to have her reverse the spell before someone ends up getting really hurt. Cue Giles tripping. Willow, completely unaware any of this is happening, heads into her darkened dorm room where DeHoffrin is waiting. Hi, DeHoffrin. <laughs> the group enters the dorm and Xander wants to know why Spike has to come. Because he's going to be her husband. It's important he's there. Spike's kind of with Xander. This seems like a lot of trouble for someone who isn't the two of them. Willow's a friend. And besides, it's her job. For now, he wants her to give up work. Does he want her to give up killing his friends? Yeah, kind of does. (laughs) Heading into the room, Buffy sees a scorch mark on the floor when Anya immediately recognizes as the work of Dolphin. Who? As Spike goes... (laughs) As Spike goes through Buffy's closet, commenting on her wardrobe... Anya explains. DeHoffrin's the one who made her a vengeance demon 1120 years ago. Okay, but why would he attack Willow? Anya doesn't think he did. That's because he's trying to recruit her. He tells her that her power is great, but her rage, her rage is mighty. Calls mm-hmm. across dimensions. Willow starts to apologize, and DeHoffrin says, no, they're not there to squash her potential. Oh, no. Anya leads the others through the cemetery, explaining how she became a demon. She was dumped, did some vengeance spells. DeHoffrin took notice and offered to elevate her, make her a demon. Realizing that's what he has in store for Willow, they start to move faster. Anya can summon this guy, right? Make him stop. Buffy gets distracted by a cute little crypt. Wouldn't this be the best place for pictures? <laughs> well, see, at least now she's, uh, you the know, just getting she's on getting board. Yeah. 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 A demon appears, and when Buffy goes to fight him, she says they're going to do this without destroying the foliage. You know, they could have the ceremony in that crypt where Oz was hanging out. It could. Yeah, that wouldn't break Willow's heart further at all. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Buffy would not be thinking right now about any of that. She is just looking for cute places. (laughs) There's something I have to say about that scene because I was not here for Wild at Heart. Um, But I remember being 12 and watching that scene and 
like I don't think I'd seen much sex on TV at that point. We were discussing Titanic last time mm-hmm. I was here, and that was the first time I remember seeing like sex on screen. And my mother not quite knowing what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm at that point right now. We are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like she walked in as Willow and Ver- no, sorry, as Oz and Veruca are in their underwear, and like he's pulling her into the cage, and they're making out, and they're transforming at the same time, and their hands clasped and everything. And my mother goes, "Are they having sex?" <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, mom, get out of here. Oh my God. Because I only had, like the living room TV and trying to get that at like 8 p.m. on a weekday in order to watch this like mm. now teen show was not always a guarantee of like having any privacy. There were always mm-hmm. people walking past and it was just the worst. <sighs> she gets him down, but another demon appears and another. Buffy tells the others to come on and they sprint towards the crypt, slamming the door shut. As Anya begins to summon DeHoffrin, Buffy, Spike, and Xander work on barricading the crypt door. DeHoffrin says the pain she has brought down upon her loved ones is inspired. He feels she's ready to join them. Pain? Willow's confused. What pain? Which is when we go back to the crypt and Spike trying his hardest to keep the demons out. Along with the others, Anya's trying to get the spell to summon DeHoffrin, but she's still getting tripped up on the words. Spike tells Buffy the demons outside are growing, and if they get in, he doesn't know if he can protect her. Protect her? He thinks he <clears throat> needs to protect her. <laughs> oh, not the girl power bit. <laughs> the demons do get in, and a wicked fight ensues. A fight with Deha- which Dehoffrin shows to Willow. But she didn't mean to. Still, she did. All that is a result of her power. She will make a fine vengeance, demon. No! No, he has to help her! DeHoffrin says they are not his his concern. She is his interest. Which is nice and all, but Willow, she doesn't want to be a demon. She wants to go back and help her friends. Really? Well, that's disappointing. Still, DeHoffrin gives her his talisman. If she, if she ever changes her mind, he sends her back. In the crypt, the battle is still raging. Xander and Anya fighting off a demon or two while Buffy goes to check on Spike. She makes sure he's okay. And once again, in the middle of the chaos, they start kissing. <laughs> it always annoys me when Buffy needs to check on Angel or Spike when she's into them. Uh, it's like to make sure they're okay. It's like, Buffy, there are two states. There is dust and there is corporeal. And having like a sore back from getting thrown around is not going to hurt them. Or like she goes like, oh, in the Zeppo, which again, another comedy episode, it's like, oh, that when Angel was unconscious, it was like the longest few minutes of my life. Like, what did you think was going to happen? He's going to go in a coma? Uh, He's going to wake up, Buffy. His head is still attached to his neck. He's fine. Appearing in the crypt, Willow ends the spell, which causes all the demons to disappear and Spike and Buffy to realize they're kissing. Immediately, they jump apart. Ew! Ew, ew, ew! Spike's lips! She kissed the lips of Spike! (laughs) As the gang notices Willow, she gives a wave. Hey! (laughs) At Giles's, later, the girls bake cookies. Or more accurately, Willow makes cookies. I'm sorry, cookies. (laughs) Which she will be making until her guilt subsides. So about half a million chips from now. Also, she says she has to detail Giles's car. Does she know how to? 
I don't know how to. No. You'd still have to supervise that. (laughs) (laughs) Across the room, Xander is testing Giles' vision, which is most definitely back to normal. Willow offers him a cookie before taking one to Buffy, who is glowering at Spike. Spike wants to know if he gets a cookie. He still has the taste of Slayer in his mouth. (laughs) Buffy tells him he's a pig, and Spike says that at least he wasn't the one who wanted Wind Beneath My Wings as their first song. I like how his arms aren't even tied up at this point. No, no. Like, he's he's in that chair again. He has the he has the rope bound around him, but his arms are free. <laughs> yeah, it, it's much like it was in Pangs again. Yeah, but except in pa- like yeah, in Pangs, his arms were underneath the rope, and now they are on top of the rope. So they're like getting used to him being there. <laughs> or, or maybe this is what they do when they have bathroom time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough people to guard him now that Giles can safely take a shower. Yeah. yeah isn't it? Buffy says that was the spell. She walks away and Willow does give Spike a cookie, but she does so by shoving it in his mouth. <laughs> Coming over to her, Willow says, did she mention the sorry part? Buffy just can't believe it. She loved him. They were betrothed. <laughs> At least they were getting along. But they weren't. It wasn't even nice. And the bad boy thing, totally over it. (laughs) She wants nothing more than to be in a nice, steady relationship with a nice, reliable... Oh, God, Riley thinks she's engaged. (laughs) (laughs) What? Riley saw her. What's she going to say to him? Turns out she's going to tell him it was all some big joke. She can't believe he thought she was serious. He didn't. She really wasn't serious? No, please. A guy named Spike? Well, he hasn't known her that long. She just, she saw the fear in his eyes when he saw her looking at wedding dress and she had to mess with him. He did not have fear in his eyes. Yes, he did. He was looking at her like she was a cartoon ball and chain. So she decided to tell him she was getting married. Yep. She's crazy. Yep. But she's still single? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, then. Just another piece of the Buffy puzzle. Buffy says Riley does have a lot to learn about women. And stepping close and cupping her cheek, he says, she'll teach him. This might be the sexiest Riley is in the entire run of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially because he's like just barely touching her too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As he walks away with Buffy watching, we go to black. The end. So like I, we said offline, or I think we said earlier, actually online because we were doing yeah. show and tell. Um, so the grimoire does have uh, Buffy and Spike's wedding plans in it. And um, Clem was invited. So so Clem was somewhere in the background of all this. I guess Spike must know him from even before, like, getting chipped, which is weird to me because Spike would not be interested in hanging out with, like, a nice demon who doesn't want to create chaos. Um I don't know. Maybe they, they just know each other from poker. <laughs> so um, so we see at least three tables. Um, one is the wedding party. So it's Buffy and Spike. Willow is the maid of honor. Xander is the cool guy friend of honor. <laughs> Mom, Giles, and dad. Maybe. There's a note that says talk to mom. Uh-huh. Table uh, two. Sorry. What I find fascinating about that is that Hank would still be invited. No guarantee he'd even like check his messages or find the invitation or anything. But like 
Joyce and Giles would be next to each other. And then there's third wheel Hank. And I presume that Giles does meet Hank because we, we have the whole thing of nightmares of like he meets the fake Hank, but maybe mm-hmm. he meets him at a different point. But like, oh, you're here, dad, but you're not giving me away. It's going to be Mr. Giles. Like she wants <laughs> really in his face, in her mind of the, uh-huh. the wedding plan. I love that. Yeah. Like, no, Mr. Giles has been there for me. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you too. I can't tell you the extent of how he has been there for me, but he has yes. been there for me, and this is what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and then let's see. Table two is basically Angel Investigations. It's Angel, Wesley, Cordelia. Riley's going to sit with them. Oh, <laughs> Riley's invited. <laughs> and then oh, Oz maybe talk to Willow. <laughs> table three is basically Spike's family because it's Drusilla, Darla, <laughs> the vampire that was in the cell next to him in the initiative, <laughs> the lone shark, Clem, and the fioral demons who used to work for him. This is like writing down <laughs> any th- anyone that Spike knows, I guess. Yeah. But like, and who is still alive. Um, Darla, though. They That's were going to get married on February 12th, 2000. Oh. Uh, the place is to be determined, but it will be free of crucifixes and holy water, but will not be an actual graveyard or crypt. And oh. Buffy wanted to include Giles in one of the people throwing the wedding. And oh. Giles has a note here that says he's very touched, but he would not have attended or paid a penny. Still, <laughs> he is touched. Oh my god. This is I it's like the greatest thing of my life. I love that. So Mary, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. What do you call a werewolf YouTuber? I'm not answering that question. I'm ignoring that question. I like influencer. <laughs> a like and subscribe. Oh stop that. We're leaving. Oh look, this episode's <laughs> over. Goodbye, Holly. <laughs> I've been waiting all episode for that. Oh I hate you so much. <laughs> all right. I think we do need a final point about Willow and magic and what this will foreshadow because yep. she's kind of getting out. Uh, like, I, I, know, I know people aren't like yelling at her at the end of the episode. She's baking the cookies. They seem to have like forgiven her. Um, but this is going to happen again. And mm-hmm. Willow is going to be like, can't we start over again? Can't we pretend this never happened? And it's going to be so much more dire when she does it to Tara. She she talks about, like, she and Buffy are talking about forgetting spells. Uh Uh-oh. We know where that's going to lead. Mm -hmm. She knows they exist. Maybe she's looking it up already. Maybe she figures, "Mm, I'm not advanced enough for it at this point. But bookmark that one. Yeah. Well, Uh is she, she's like a... Like an abusive person, practically, with, or, 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 um, an, an addict, you know? It's like... She does. It's it's the it's the um, Buffy verse of you know a, a gambler. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know, a casino, uh, but then yeah, every they go but and... you know you, you can also look at like ev- like all the spells that she does are a gamble. Like you mm-hmm. don't. She doesn't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nope. She doesn't have any practical knowledge of these spells to be able to say, oh, this is because. So much of the so much of these spells are basically a monkey paw, where it's yeah. like you get what you want, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen to the people around you? Yeah, that's what's so great about the uh, what we see of her in the harvest 
um, because we didn't have time in the first episode to talk about Willow's skills, basically, other than like, oh, she's a nerd. Look at her. Look at her clothes. Softer side of Sears. But we see her in action of like right away volunteering. I can hack into the sewer system and the city's plans and everything. It's not strictly legal. And I kind of sort of accidentally did it. And people are like, yes, great. Thank you. Um, Giles is like, not going to pretend he doesn't see it. (laughs) And then in the computer lab with like, excuse me, who gave you permission to exist from Cordelia, which is like Mm -hmm. such a traumatizing moment that Mm -hmm. totally happened to me. Yeah. (laughs) And then the big helping her out with deliver and it deletes her project. And it's such a like, oh yes, you totally deserve that Cordelia. But Mm -hmm. All the stuff about hacking and and uh, undermined, uh, underhanded revenge and everything. Like, of course, it's the strategies of somebody who is very powerless at that point and using whatever little power that she has to get back and get something of her own. But the hacking is what she does with the magic. It's a hack. It's cutting through all of the red tape and restrictions and limitations of what us ordinary mortals have to do and get straight to what she wants. And I'd sympathize with her so much about this because it's like, why do I have to practice? I'm already good at it. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to build these foundational skills? I'm already a genius. And everybody like from the time she was little would have said like, look at little Willow. She's so smart. We don't need to give her extra supervision. We don't need to make rules for her because she only wants good things. I don't need to like set a curfew for her because she doesn't like want to go out and get drunk with older men already. I can just let her supervise herself. And unfortunately... At some point, those limits do have to come in. And she's like, I don't understand this. I've never had these limits before. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Uh, I'm I'm Willow and I'm so cute and adorable. And, yeah. And I'm so good. I'm, I'm She's so used to being immediately good at stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh Willow. Yeah. yeah. It's all going to come to a screeching halt later on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. La, 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 la. <laughs> Fingers in my headphones. <laughs> okay. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Carolina, Mr. Froggy, for being here. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Caroline. It was good seeing you again. Good seeing you again, too. I'll come back if you'll ever have me again. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you, you wanna... have to come talk about Giles and Ethan with us for a new man. Yes. <gasps> I'll skip that one. I don't need that. Anymore. Yeah, no, you don't have to. You don't have to be there for for the ex boyfriends. Oh, yeah, it's, it's that. That's yeah. If there's ever a bisexual icon on the show before we know about Willow, it's Giles. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Make sure to join us next time when we take on season four, episode ten. Hush. Until then, check out our various social media channels. All of which twi- uh, nah. All of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, just directly at thewatchersdiaries.com. Bye.